It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Huge news out of Pennsylvania. A Pennsylvania court has struck down the expansive mail-in voting law that uh, they instated in 2019 to upset the 2020 election. Doug Mastriano will be joining in at the bottom of the hour. Okay, going to be talking about that. Uh, going to talk a lot about this Westchester airport where illegals are being dumped off wholesale and how Joe Biden needs to be impeached. That needs to be the first order of business with regard to the election coming up in November, which we have to win. You have to volunteer. You have to go to polling places. You have to monitor drop boxes. You have to have your phone ready in case Democrats Democrats try to steal this one because once we win both houses, then the indictments start coming, okay? Uh, this is when the prosecutions start coming. This is when people need to go to jail, and this is when a president needs to be impeached for the, the breach of our southern border, for the, the allowance of our sovereignty to be taken from us, for the abuse of American citizens on the border, their property, their ability to make a living. This has been an abject slap in the face of the American people and the U.S. Constitution, one of the most important aspects of a federal government is to assure our borders are secure and our people are secure as well. Above all others, secure the American people. Sorry if you're not from here. You got to stand in line. If you want to get in, then you got to prove that you're worthy to come here. So we're going to get into that. We got a little bit of Corona stuff and I'm going to share this coming up on the show, but I want to give props to Canadians today. truckers 50,000 truckers right now they say it's about 45 miles which is about like 70 kilometers you know yeah kilometers remember uh, remember convoy remember the 1970s I was a little kid in the 1970s and, and there was a time where we hero hero worship truckers and there was like uh, movies and songs about them and everything and then their TV shows like BJ and the bear and moving on and all you know I, yeah I'm showing my my late stage Gen X here but uh, right now in Canada Something really amazing has happened. The reason why I'm bringing this up today is because we have been behind the rest of the world, even though we have a First Amendment. We have been behind the rest of the world, even though we have the greatest piece of individual legislation in the history of mankind, that being the First Amendment of the United States, which should allow us to be the most uh, free people as far as freedom of expression and association in the world. But we have shown through uh, coronavirus that we can be cowed just as easily as the people we used to make fun of. You know, there was a, you know there was a, all these old jokes about the about the French and the French in World War Two. You know why did the why did the uh, there's main drag there right before the Arc de Triomphe in in, uh, in France and the joke was uh, uh, you know why do they put uh, trees on either side of the Champs Elysees which is the the street going to the Arc de Triomphe so the Germans can march in the shade ha 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 well you don't know is all the people who died in the French underground who were very brave fighters just overwhelmed by Blitzkrieg and the power the power that was Germany at the time. You know, listen, there are some countries that need to be made fun of. Uh, there are a lot of places that are just, you know, honestly, uh, North Korea is an asshole country. But Canada and France and some of the European countries are sh giving us what for when it comes to freedom of expression with regarding to, uh, you know, all of these mask mandates, all of these uh, these vaccine mandates and whatnot. And, and listen, we, we went where they wanted us to, and they did too. And, and Australia, they're still bending over and taking for the government. 
in the worst way possible. They've got they've got internment camps where people are being sent. By the way, if you are unvaccinated or you test positive, you go to the camp and you hang out in a, in a tent or a a cabin. And if you go out on your porch and sit there and even slightly remove your mask, officers will approach you. But you know, places like France and England, they France actually started it. They started the mask vaccine protests. They did France. France, they, you know, the French, everybody makes fun of the French, you know, but they beat us to the punch and we went along. We didn't go to church. We didn't do this. We didn't do that. We shut down our business. We're not going to concerts. And, but despite the fact that Denmark and Great Britain have, have lifted all restrictions, they've said that the pandemic is over. We are doubling down on it. At the Super Bowl, people who are in the stadium will have to wear masks unless they're eating or drinking. I'm suggesting after the national anthem, you take your mask off and throw it in the air. But this convoy in Canada is pretty remarkable. And I give Canada our kudos. Uh, vaccine mandates, what they're protesting, they're going to go to Ottawa. And uh, right now, the convoy is 45 minutes, uh, miles long. This is about 155 miles uh, shorter than the convoy for Donald Trump outside of Phoenix um, before the 2016, uh, 2020 election. I, I just saw you know that. It was a bigger uh, thing for Donald Trump. That's cool, though. 50,000 truckers driving fan- Vancouver, the Freedom Convoy 22. I think this is absolutely great. Uh, as a, of January 15th, proof of vaccination is required for truckers crossing into the U.S., but as many as 32,000 or about 20% of, uh, of them are not vaccinated. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau called the huge group a small fringe minority. Here is um, a little bit of a, a tribute that's online featuring kids promoting the freedom-loving truckers. And just hang out with friends and family, go to the beach. Go. I'm just going to go have fun, truckers, and thank you all. Thank you, truckers. Hi, my name is Gabriel. I'm from Manitoba. I'm turning 13 year, years old tomorrow, and I just wanted to say best birthday gift ever, having you guys fighting for us. I am so glad for you, truckers. You rock. Hi, my name is Matthew. I'm 12 years old, and I'm from Alberta, and I just want to say... You guys are awesome. Keep on trucking. Now, by the way, in case you didn't know, U.S. truckers are actually joining their Canadian brethren in a freedom convoy across Canada. Yeah, that's pretty big. Some U.S. truckers are driving uh, from North Dakota to Portal, Saskatchewan, where they intend to cross the border and join the group. This is pretty cool. Yeah, this is really, really cool, and and I give them kudos. Here is Justin Trudeau. He is a he is a uh, a fop. He is a uh, a fancy boy, and uh, and he is in charge of Canada. Uh, and he says this is uh, this is not a big deal. The small fringe minority of people who are on their way to Ottawa or who are uh, holding. Un- oh, I hope they shut down Ottawa. Acceptable uh, views uh, that they're expressing do not represent the views of Canadians who have been there for each other, who know that following the science... This man is out of touch. ...and stepping up to protect each other is the best way to continue to ensure our freedoms, our rights, our values. This guy is kind of like Baghdad Bob. Baghdad Bob. This is Lou Ann. She is uh, supporting the truckers, and she sounds a lot like, you know, one of us, you know, Americans. Would you be able to tell me uh, what, what brings you out here today? I'm out here because I think we have a right to choose whether we want to be vaxxed or unvaxxed. She's an indigenous Canadian. 
and they try to divide us, but they can't divide us no more because we've become united. Down here, they call them Native Americans. Both the vast and the unvaxxed people. What do you say to the mainstream media who says that this is uh, an extremist, uh, xenophobic convoy? Do you agree with that? Oh, they do the same thing up there. They call people racist and xenophobes and all sorts of stuff like they do here when conservatives try to sound off. Not you. No, we're we're free. We're free to do and choose what we want to do. And that's, as, that's what Canada is about. And yeah. as far as the... That's what Canada is about. Mainstream media, they got to stop the lying already yeah. because everybody... Wait a minute, they're calling, they're calling out the mainstream media in Canada, just like the USA. It's woken up and know that they are lying and not telling the truth. They're, Their media is just as liberal and corrupt as ours. Burying themselves. Yeah. And you know, and there's no trust. But we weren't trust. The grassroots people are trusting each other. They're not looking to the... I, uh, I just uh, am amazed that Canada is leading the way. Canada is leading the way uh, for uh, for us. Honestly, I, I just uh, you know, I, I suggested yesterday we need some sort of convoy like this to to uh, the U.S. Capitol. Maybe that's a truckers' convoy protesting the same thing that our truckers cannot enter Mexico or enter Canada right now unless they have a vaccine on. I suggested uh, that we shut down Washington D.C. by crowding the Beltway so that it sends a powerful message to Washington D.C. to drain the damn swamp to end the corruption. And I could go on about how many ways the government is corrupt, whether it be January 6th, whether it be the 2020 election, whether be uh, the covering up the origins of the Chinese virus. I, you know, you, you just do corrupt DC convoy 2022, and you're covering a host of different things. But kudos to Canada for honestly showing us how to do it. But wow, we got the First Amendment. Why aren't we raising hell like this? We, we tried to. We had more than a million people in Washington, D.C. January 6th. It was infiltrated by the FBI and 13 leftist organizations to demonize them and effectively shut it down. Maybe that's what kind of killed us a little bit. I don't know. But uh, Joe Biden is headed to Pennsylvania today to talk about his $1.2 trillion uh, infrastructure bill that's already passed. All right. And, uh, and it's interesting uh, because during the Biden administration, almost $800 billion was set aside for infrastructure and nothing happened. So literally, what, $400 billion less was that bill. Nothing happened. This is $1.2 trillion and suddenly things are going to happen. I'm not holding my breath at all. And we should be really, really, to be quite honest, ticked off that there's still an infrastructure problem with Joe Biden being in office for 50 years in Washington, D.C. He has been in D.C. for 50 years, and the same problems that existed then, broken schools, uh, broken infrastructure, are still top of the line. And he's acting like, whoa, 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 this just happened. Here is uh, Joe Biden. This is kind of funny. So he's going to, uh, going to Pittsburgh. And uh, there was a bridge that just collapsed. This is at uh, the city's Frick Park neighborhood. Came down around 7 o'clock this morning as the president of the United States <laughs> is coming into town. <laughs> Fortunately, nobody injured severely. This is interesting, though. The White House, when it, when it comes to the, uh, the invitation of the president to Pittsburgh... This is how deeply unpopular the president is. He, he got rejected uh, in Georgia the other day. And as Stacey Abrams uh, said, oh, I've got a scheduling conflict. I think she also said she's washing her hair. Um, the same thing happened in Pittsburgh. The White House invited John Fetterman, the Democrat lieutenant governor, now running for Senate. Josh Shapiro, the Democrat attorney general, who will run for governor. And Connor Lamb, the Democrat representative from the Pittsburgh area. They were all invited to appear. Only Lamb... <laughs> 
<laughs> said yes. The other ones had uh, scheduling conflicts. Yeah. Now, normally a visit by the president of the United States to your state is a big deal. If you are the uh, the president's party and you are running for office and he invites you to attend, it's an even bigger deal. If you have a scheduling conflict, you cancel whatever it is uh, you were doing in order to appear with the president. But that's not the way it works. I have a feeling there's going to be a full slate for uh, Donald Trump's speech tomorrow in uh, in uh, Texas, which will be carried live on Newsmax, by the way. And I'm going to be uh, on before the speech to, uh, to to talk about, you know, what's going on. So uh, pretty interesting that, uh, you know, Stacey Abrams was a no-show in Georgia a month ago. Uh, University of Georgia and the Atlanta Journal-Constitution shows he has 34% of Georgians' approval. And he got 81 million votes. Sure, sure. 61% disapprove in Georgia. But don't worry. He was wildly, wildly popular during the election. Oh, by the way, in Pennsylvania, 32% of Pennsylvanians said Biden was doing an excellent or good job, while 20% said he was doing only a fair job, 47% doing a poor job. Do you suppose you turned down an invite from the president like this? It's like, oh, oh, nobody's going to show? All right, cue the bridge. <laughs> It's just fantastic. Uh, Joe Biden says, I'm, I'm going to get out of this office more often. I'm going to go out of the public. I'm going to talk to the public. I'm going to interface with them. I'm going to make the case of what we've already done. Nobody wants him there, and nobody wants to see him speak more. Joining us, state senator and uh, gubernatorial candidate Doug Mastriano on the uh, phone. Boy, things get weirder and weirder in Pennsylvania. You had a lab monkey spill a few weeks ago, and now you've got a bridge collapsing on cue before Joe Biden appears for an infrastructure <laughs> speech. What's up, my friend? <laughs> you know, Fetterman is running for U.S. Senate. We got Shapiro, yeah. imagine himself the heir apparent to the governor on the Democrat yeah. side. And, yeah. and they don't want to be next to the senior Democrat in the nation very telling. Well, and you know, I was reading also, I had a piece that I was sharing with from By Byron York, of all people, and he said, normally a visit by the president, you don't say I have a, a scheduling conflict. You say, yes, sir, I'll be there. You, I mean, you drop everything when the president wants you to be on stage with him. And this has happened twice now with Stacey Abrams and now in Pennsylvania. And I see in Pennsylvania, he's only got 32% approval in the state of Pennsylvania. And yet he was able to get so many votes. How's that possible? How's it possible, yeah, I know. 81 million votes, and the guy can't draw flies. He came to Gettysburg, and like a dozen people showed up, yeah. and they had him you know, six feet apart. And I had more of my people there welcoming Joe, you know, politely, but with Trump yes. signs, it was beautiful. <laughs> but yeah. but yeah. then he had supporters. Come on. Come on, man. <laughs> so let's talk about this uh, Pennsylvania court striking down the mail-in voting law, which was instated in the state of Pennsylvania uh, in 2019, obviously as one of the things that was used in Pennsylvania to, uh, to upset the election. Tell me about your your feelings about this court. It's not the state Supreme Court. Uh, some people were saying it was the state Supreme Court. Not the state Supreme Court, but a victory uh, nonetheless. Go ahead. Yes. So Act 77, yeah. as approved by the legislative body, was nothing like what happened in 2020. So for, for these, uh, these dopes trying to pin it on the Republicans on what happened in the election, they're lying and they're dishonest or they don't know what the hell they're talking okay. about here. Act okay. 77 was changed by the Pennsylvania Supreme Court on 17 September 2020. Uh, they rewrote law. Now, law, lawmakers are senators and reps, not judges. And so, and the law was further changed by the Wolf administration, his failed Secretary of State book bars, who since resigned in shame. She allowed Democrat counties to actually correct incorrectly filled out ballots, which is unconscionable. Because military ballots are thrown away if we do them incorrectly, but it's okay to fix Democrat ballots. So anyway... 
Texas, Texas brought the case forward in 2020. Uh, the U.S. Supreme Court refused to hear it, even though 20 states and many senators like myself, the Nikas is with it, they, they threw it out of technicality. That, that was the case. The case was hinged upon that what happened to election law in Pennsylvania was, was violated constitutionally when the Pennsylvania Supreme Court changed and wrote law. Okay, so anyway, we had another case come up. It was heard by our Commonwealth Court, and the Commonwealth Court ruled on party lines, three Republicans, two Democrats, that Act 77 violated Article 7, Section 1 of the Pennsylvania State Constitution, which requires people to be physically present to give their ballot in person unless they have an exception. Yeah. Well, I think that uh, this is good news. Now, you had mentioned the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. Were they instrumental in implementing Act 77? Is that what you're saying? The Pennsylvania State Supreme Court changed election law, rewrote the law, undercut our election, and they did it unilaterally, which is a violation of the U.S. Constitution. Okay, so, so, but, but so will this go to the Supreme Court then? And it sounds like the uh, Supreme Court is stacked against it. Yeah, and that's just the crux. We do have good news we're celebrating, but it will be appealed to the Pennsylvania State Supreme Court, the very court that changed yeah. election law. That is, uh, that's, that's troubling to me. I mean, I was yep. uh, kind of doing a little victory dance this morning, but it, yeah, I don't know. Now that you bring this up, and I had no idea that the, uh, the Supreme Court was so involved in electioneering, apparently. Yes, they um, were. By design. Well, this is interesting. So where do you suppose they go? How do you suppose they prepare as they go before the, uh, the state Supreme Court to uh, maybe take this further? I, I think their argument is sound, but it's going to get thrown out because it's, it's, it's a conflict oh. of interest. These same judges, they changed the law, and now they're going to second-guess their, their own correction and, and admit that they violate the Constitution. You know, we have a constitutional crisis, and this is not an extreme statement. We have a constitutional crisis in Pennsylvania because the U.S. Supreme Court failed to do their job and make a ruling back in December of 2020. So we are going to, you thinking in 2020, going to have the same uh, laws in effect, the same mail-in voting. Do you suppose that it'll be through the Supreme Court by, uh, by November or, or, you know, for the possibility that this might stand until then? Is that, do you think that might happen or no? Yeah, I, I do think the Pennsylvania State Supreme Court, because we do have a primary coming up here, will expedite the hearing. Yeah. Uh, obviously, <laughs> they're going to rule in their own favor. And so the only way this is going to be sorted out is by a federal judge in the Third Circuit or the U.S. Supreme Court making a ruling over the U.S. Supreme Court, um, Pennsylvania State Supreme Court. Let me ask you, I mean, you're, you're intensely involved with this, Doug, and, uh, you know, the 2020 election and some of the things that happened, like, for instance, the, all the ballots that came in after uh, shutting the vote, counting down in Pennsylvania, in, uh, in Philadelphia, uh, and you've seen some, uh, you know, there's been a little movement in the state with regard to investigating the election. Are, are there, is there anything else going on? I thought I saw something the other day on Gateway Pundit a few weeks ago. What's happening with regard to uh, people analyzing 2020 election in the state of Pennsylvania other than, uh, in, than this? Well, th- there's efforts, obviously, in the aftermath of, you know, me losing my committee and ability to, to execute yeah. this. And by the way, yeah. had I remained in charge of this, it would have been done. We, we would have we got our hands on the ballots first, and it would be done. But because uh, they're going after machines and other data, it's caught up in court, and it looked like uh, that, that the group actually trying to do this and look at the machines was about to get access to machines. And then, of course, they were stopped by the Pennsylvania State Supreme Court at the behest of our attorney general. Yesterday, Joe Biden calls um, 
the president of uh, Ukraine and basically says, hey, be ready for a Russian invasion. Kiev's going to be overrun, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, now they are saying, no, that didn't happen. I, I want to see the transcript. And if not, I, I want to see Joe Biden uh, impeached. Uh, what do you think? And you, you served. You were there for um, Desert Storm. What do you think about uh, the possibility of a, of a mili- military conflict in Ukraine? And do you think Joe Biden might stumble into it? Well, so I, I've actually written extensively and published extensively. I got a, like 20, 30 articles on, on this, this sort of thing uh, with Russia on Ukraine as well as northern and eastern Europe. I have Project 1721, which helped develop a strategy vis-a-vis eastern and northern Europe and how to protect their Baltic allies in the midst of an aggressive Russia under Putin. Uh, we're, we're in a very dangerous position because yeah. Vladimir Putin looks at Joe Biden, listens to Joe Biden, and sees nothing but weakness. And furthermore, he remembers the handling of Afghanistan, and he might see an opportunity. Now, the opportunity could be various forms. I, I think it's more likely of some kind of unconventional move, not really the little green men, but something that seems like a populist uprising of the ethnic Russians in eastern uh, Ukraine, and then followed up with a humani- humanitarian crisis where then Putin says, you know, i got to help these poor Russians here, but I'll leave after it calms down, and of course he doesn't. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. He uh, he put some uh, troops on, uh, I guess, on, on alert uh, here in the States, and, and who knows where it's going to go. I just kind of, my personally, I know Joe Biden's not pulling the strings. He doesn't have the brain for it. Uh, I think that there are people, though, when you're looking at uh, the election coming up here, with you're looking at the poll numbers, it, it just, I, I'm worried about a, uh, um, a minor incursion by our troops that could cost lives to wag the dog. I'll just be honest, to wag the dog. There are other talk show hosts who are saying it, and it just, I wouldn't put them past it what do you think no, i wouldn't yeah i agree you know so i was actually in the pentagon in 1992 uh, the lead up to the presidential election where bush the elder looked like he was going to win and then there was a you know came out of desert storm a great victory and then there was a crisis in somalia and uh, i was at the army watch desk in the pentagon privy to many of these decisions and bush senior had so much honor that he decided to hold off by one week deploying our troops to Somalia because he was afraid it'd be perceived as a political move here to get reelected. Now, had he done that, he would secured his reelection in the midst of you know, Ross Perot stealing so many votes away. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it's the complete opposite of the Democrats. I do believe they're willing to risk uh, a clash in, in Eastern Europe for the sake of elections and trying to boost their polling numbers. Tell everybody where your website is if they want to support you for the governor of Pennsylvania. We, we sure do need your help, and, and, and the last time you had me on, some of your folks donated. I appreciate that. We Great. need donations and help, so go for DougForGov.com. Doug that's Doug uh, for gov.com. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, my brother. Have a glorious weekend. Best of luck on the campaign, and keep fighting the good fight. Thanks for finding the time today. I know you're busy. You found the time to sound off on this uh, a very good information on what's going on with the elections in uh, Pennsylvania. Invaluable, sir. Have Take care of yourself, okay? Thank you. God bless. Hey guys, Rob Carson for Gold Co. I got a warning for you, in case you haven't figured it out already. Inflation and tax hikes are Biden's only way out of a nearly $30 trillion debt. Yeah. So if you have $50,000 or more in your IRA, 401k, or savings, your money is at risk. They're looking at it. The federal government is looking at your 401k, your retirement, licking their chops. Go to retirewithnewsmax.com, get your free IRS loophole kit. That's right. Go to retirewithnewsmax.com. My friends at Gold Co. will give you up to $10,000 or more in free silver with a qualified account. Gold Co. has helped thousands of Americans protect their retirement against inflation and tax hikes. So what are you waiting for? 
Do this today if you get some time, okay? Go to retirewithnewsmax.com. That's retirewithnewsmax.com. I do want to mention, I posted this on social media, um, the funeral of a police officer, uh, Jason Rivera, is 22 years old. His partner, Wilbert Mora, was also killed last Friday. They were responding to a domestic call. LaShawn McNeil, 47 years old, he opened fire on him, killed him. Another officer killed that SOB, as Joe Biden likes to say. But I did post on uh, social media on Getter, uh, G-E-T-T-R, Rob Carson Show, just the amazing footage of this. The police officers in uniform, as far as the eye can see, I mean, as far... 50 deep it is amazing this this in incredible powerful image of thousands of police officers coming out and i gotta tell you i think we're past all this this anti-police this uh, defund the police nonsense because it's shown to be a intellectually bankrupt uh as far as policy is concerned completely bankrupt morally bankrupt and by the way, uh, it looks like maybe Black Lives Matter could be the same thing because uh, there's a lot of questions, apparently. A whole lot of questions about their finances are coming out. And it sounds like they're a pretty crooked organization. Not a big surprise. They, they get a lot of money into their coffers. They do very little with it. Kind of like the Clinton Foundation. Kind of like that. Kind of like that. Let's move into uh, what happened with regard to a video that was leaked. Um, There is a a person who's running for governor in the state of of, uh, New York, uh, Rob Astorino, and he did a FOIA information, uh, Freedom of Information, request for a phone call. Uh, This is a police officer uh, body cam video from an overnight delivery of illegals into Westchester, New York, the airport there in the middle of the night. Now, this is happening all over the country. The Biden administration is overrunning our border, our borders with 1.9 million illegals last year, uh, setting records already this year. They want to upset the balance of power. They want to do a cloward piven strategy to collapse the country. There are people who hate this country so much they they want the country to collapse. Uh, Here is some of the audio as featured last night on the Greg Kelly show. What's going on, my friend? How are you? Good, how are you? Not too shabby. Where, where's this going tonight? Uh, no, no. Actually, it's up to them. I don't know. You're on a, a secure facility here, and, and we don't really know anything, and we're in charge of security. So that's hence where we're having a problem here. So. Yeah, we're hanging out here on the tarmac, yeah. just like that. My thing is, I like to comply. You know what I'm saying? I comply. Everybody, Easy. Yeah. Technically, we're not supposed to show IDs or anything like that. Like I said, everything's supposed to be hush-hush. Everything's supposed to be hush-hush. Another person who was involved in the, uh, the movement of illegals said that uh, the American people were being betrayed. The American people were being betrayed. And this is another one, and I mentioned this, guys, all the indignities we've had to suffer. All the indignities we've had to suffer under this president, the withdrawal from Afghanistan, particularly injurious to those who served there, those gold star families, those, those families who lost loved ones during the war on terror in Afghanistan. I've got a nephew who uh, fought over there. He's got PTSD. He doesn't talk to me anymore. All of those who are injured, and I, and I got to meet many of them at Walter Reed when I was in Washington, D.C. 
an insult to all of them. But another, another indignity, another indignity. In, empty store shelves is an indignity to all of us. You go to the store, you expect to be able to buy whatever. It's an indignity. The Hunter Biden laptop story covered up. The fact that we all know that the virus came from the Wuhan lab because we're not stupid. It's another indignity. Answer the question about the battleground states with regard to the 2020 election and, uh, and explain why all uh, video footage and, uh, and ballots are being uh, destroyed or have been destroyed in different states like in, in Arizona and Georgia. Explain it to me. Explain the hunt, the thousands of affidavits, sworn affidavits. People said they saw an election being stolen. But it's another indignity, another indignity. Here's uh, my buddy Chris Salcedo on Newsmax talking about it uh, last night. The government is betraying the American people, end quote. The contractor was speaking to a Westchester County police officer on August 13th. One of the guys caught on tape. of last year. The men were standing beside a Boeing 737 flown in from Fort Bliss, Texas by Aero Airways under charter from Biden's corrupt and lawless government. It's time to raise hell like a Canadian truck convoy. Journalist Ali Bradley captured this video in San Antonio, Texas. Bradley says that in a matter of hours, she saw more than 130 single adults dropped off at the San Antonio airport. They're not kids like Jen Psaki said. The administration has been saying single adults are expelled under the Title 42 provision. That appears to be a lie. Ali, then Imagine that, a lie from the Biden administration. Son of a gun. And showed two ICE buses with single adult women showed up to San Antonio airport to fly to another state. One woman told Bradley that she's from Nicaragua. Border agents say single adults from Cuba, Nicaragua, and Venezuela are not expelled under Title 42 and have not been for months. It is remarkable that they will B-slap the American people. Uh, they will close down our businesses, close down our churches, uh, try to institute mandates for a vaccine. In cities like New York, they have uh, vaccine passports to enjoy the freedoms of living in this country that should be guaranteed by the Constitution and citizenship. But none of that is happening. I swear to God in heaven, we have to win both houses of Congress in November, and then we have got to impeach this president. Two impeachments of Donald Trump, just to put the word I on his legacy. Both of them completely unfounded. Both of them did a face plant. This is a president that has absolutely allowed a wholesale invasion of our country while forcing the American people to take shots and do social distancing. But when it comes to illegals coming in over the southern border, they are brought in, sent out across the country wholesale. But there's no journalistic curiosity with regard to that whatsoever. Alejandro Mayorkas, the DHS secretary, decides to go and appear with a group of, uh, of border agents. And they were pissed. One of them turned his back on Mayorkas. And Mayorkas, who's in charge, says that it's worse now. The border's worse now than it has been in 20 years, if not ever. And the reason why it's happening is because... Of Aliando, Mayorkas, and Joe Biden. By the way, we are in the midst of a Soviet-style uh, attempt to silence the American people. And, I, and I've said this before, if you've uh, been listening for a while, uh, you know that uh, when it comes to 
speech that is um, against the narrative that the government is trying to present. It is suddenly being called disinformation and misinformation, right? I mean, have you ever heard that before? Have you ever heard that before in your life? Have you been around uh, on the planet over 30 years, for instance, or even 20 years? Have you ever been told that the dissenting opinion, whether, you know, sometimes the main opinion, the narrative has been wrong on a lot of things when it comes to COVID. Originally, we were told that if you stayed six feet apart from somebody, you would, uh, you would not be able to catch COVID. We were originally told the vaccine would prevent you catching the virus, okay? That's all misinformation now. That was all wrong. That was all wrong. And now the same government, the same big social media companies, the same Democrat Party are saying that whatever they disagree with, whatever they are saying, if you disagree with what they're saying, that is misinformation, that is disinformation. Disinformation is a Stalinesque term that he coined in 1923. That's not accidental, guys. This is a plan. But the amazing thing is, Stalin didn't have to deal with the First Amendment. Stalin didn't have to deal with 240 years of freedom with regard to expression and assembly. So he was able to get away with it. Elizabeth Warren is being sued for asking Amazon to suppress COVID book in search results. This is something that should get her removed from Congress. Chelsea Green Publishing suing Massachusetts Senator, hey, how are you? That's my friend Chris uh, Plant likes to say, hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? Elizabeth Warren, oh, by the way, that she said she was a Native American is disinformation. I, I thought you should, misinformation that she used, you know, to uh, heighten her, uh, her profile in an Ivy League school where she was a tenured professor. Uh, anyway, um, abusing her political authority to push Amazon to censor their book titled The Truth About COVID-19. But you see, if it's not Elizabeth Warren's truth, then it's not the truth. It's disinformation. On September 7th, 2021, Warren sent an official letter to uh, Amazon CEO Alan Jesse, urging him to suppress the bestseller written by Joseph Mercola and Ronnie Cummins in Amazon search results for, quote, perpetuating dangerous conspiracies about COVID-19 and false and misleading information about vaccines. You know, like vaccines will prevent you from getting the virus. That sort of misinformation is fine. Chelsea Green responded by filing a lawsuit accusing Warren of violating the First Amendment of the United States Constitution by seeking to stop booksellers from selling and or promoting their book. How dare she? How dare this? This Is she a happy American grandma? I think she's a grandma, and she's happy. So I would assume she is a H, happy, A, American G, grandma. Happy American grandma. That's what she is. Like Nancy Pelosi. She's a happy American grandma. According to Warren's letter, a search on Amazon's website using the keywords COVID-19 and vaccine would list the book as the first result. Warren concluded the letter by calling Amazon to modify its algorithms so they could no longer do so. Wow. Imagine having the uh, cojones. What's the Native American word for cojones like in, in uh, Cherokee or, or Sioux? What's, uh, how do you say cojones? Anyway. 
Uh, Chelsea Green Publishing released a statement explaining their allegations against Warren. Quote, the term vaccine misinformation, as Warren uses it, refers to any speech. Listen to this. I've been saying it for two years. Refers to any speech challenging the safety and efficacy of the COVID vaccines, even when that speech consists with factually accurate information or reasonable and protected opinion. Is opinion always based on fact? No, some people get it wrong. And when they do, they admit it. Unlike, oh, I don't know, the New York Times, um, uh, uh, mainstream media, they just move on past it. Is opinion always factually accurate? Look at anybody who's ever expressed an opinion, left or right. Does that mean that opinion needs to be shut down? Or does that mean people should be able to listen to the opinion and go, oh, you know, really, that's crap, or no, it's true. Plaintiffs allege Warren's letter contained blatant falsehoods and unsubstantiated accusations about the book, kind of like what they did at the Salem Witch Burnings. Blatant falsehoods and unsubstantiated accusations, that, that sort of stuff that starts the mania that gets books burned. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, unsubstantiated allegations of the book and that uh, Warren's claims, even if correct, would not alter the book's constitutional protectiveness. Author Joseph McCullough accused Warren of violating the First Amendment rights, noting that uh, protecting free speech is central to our democracy. I believe successful treatments for COVID have been suppressed. Ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and uh, monoclonal antibodies. And there are real consequences that have been revealed that are essential to public well-being. And by the way, will be revealed after the election. And there will be some sort of trials, some sort of indictments. There needs to be another Nuremberg panel. An all-encompassing worldwide Nuremberg panel for what the left and big government COVID dictators and what well-meaning rhinos have perpetrated on the country and the world. Now listen to this. As a result of Warren's letter, Barnes & Noble, the largest bookseller chain in America, announced it would no longer sell the book. <laughs> wow. Oh, I guess they reversed it a few days later. Well, good. Many observations about COVID-19 that were previously considered conspiracy theorists by Democrat politicians have turned out to be correct. For example, would you like to hear them? CDC admits that its COVID death numbers and hospitalizations were being inflated. Uh, the CDC director said that 75% of COVID victims, those had passed, had at least four comorbidities. The vaccine doesn't prevent transmission and... Cloth masks were always political theater. Where was Lizzie Warren when these pieces of misinformation and disinformation were being spread? Yeah. Joe Biden uh, urged social media companies to deal with the misinformation and disinformation and send those people off to uh, re-education camps. I don't think he said that, but he, you know. Last year, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki revealed the White House was regularly working with Facebook to flag problematic posts that spread disinformation. Yeah, the White House was working with Facebook to censor conservative content. The White House was working, let me say it again, to censor conservative content 
on a social media platform, the same social media platform that poured a half a billion dollars into largely, I mean overwhelmingly, Democrat districts in the battleground states that Joe Biden suddenly won after voting stopped at midnight the night of the election and restarted the next morning with those uh, ballot boxes distributed by Mark Zuckerberg, the uh, thousands of them in places like Pennsylvania, and those boxes got emptied out overnight, and all those ballots came in to the tune of a half a million for Joe Biden in Philadelphia. What are the chances? What are the chances, kid? Keep fighting. That's all I got to say. Keep fighting. Thank you for joining me today, guys. Please share this uh, podcast with other people. Just go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast for all of the digital platforms where it is available. If you would, please um, share that with other folks. Also, uh, this weekend, my TV show is on. Donald Trump thinks I'm the funniest person on television, although it's really hard to be funny lately. (laughs) It really is. God bless our first responders. God bless our military veterans and departed God bless our first responders. God bless you. Yeah, you too. You too. And until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.